A very warm welcome, as always, to the podcast Hearers of the Word, offered by Kieran O'Mahony. This is a reflection on John chapter 1, verses 6 to 8, and verses 19 to 28, the Gospel for the third Sunday of Advent in Year B. The third Sunday of Advent in Year B affords us a second opportunity to reflect on John the Baptist. It is worth noting that all the Gospels are uneasy about John and feel the need to locate him carefully. The Gospel of John is a kind of extreme example of the anxiety triggered by John. You might wonder why. Fundamentally because John baptised Jesus, a certain historical event, which could easily give the impression that John, the one giving, is somehow more important than Jesus, the one receiving. The tradition cannot dispense with John. His role is inextricably linked to Jesus, linked but yet distinct, as we see in today's Gospel reading. In this reflection, I would like to note firstly all that is said of John the Baptist. Only then will we see what the Gospel is saying about Jesus. So we start with John the Baptist. A few things are historically clear. John the Baptist was a prophet, well-known and well-received at the time. He is mentioned in other historical documents. It is virtually certain that he baptised Jesus. This is a good example of the criterion of embarrassment. The Gospel writers are so uncomfortable with the baptism that it must be historical. As a result, they go to some trouble to underline the inferior role of John. In the Gospel of John, this is done in three steps. The Gospel writer interrupts the beautiful poetry of the prologue with the following rather heavy-handed affirmation. A man came, sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that everyone might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. So John, for all his brilliance, was not the light. The poetry of the prologue goes on immediately to identify Jesus as the light, an anticipation of a line in John's Gospel, I am the light of the world. The second step is the interrogation of John with climactic denials. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed, he did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. John's Gospel is a great Gospel for questions. Who are you? is a really good example. And the responses illustrate the expectations of a time, an anointed figure, Messiah or Christ, a figure like Elijah, 
or a figure like Moses, here seen as the prophet par excellence? The answers get shorter and perhaps more energetic. Even the first answer is emphatic. He confessed, he did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. The Jerusalem Bible version in the lectionary loses something of the energy in its looser translation. The second answer is short, I am not, leading to the third shortest answer, no. No doubt, the historical figure of John the Baptist triggered questions about his identity. However, the force and clarity of the negations reveal the hand of the Gospel writer, who really wants to make sure we don't mix up John and Jesus. The evangelist even contradicts Jesus, who in the Gospel of Matthew identifies John as the expected Elijah, just as Mark did in last Sunday's Gospel. The hand of the Gospel writer is evident again in the subsequent scene when John the Baptist is shown citing the passage of Isaiah quoted last Sunday. Putting the words on the lips of John is an attempt to nail the identity of John once and for all. We are hearing the words from the man himself. John said, I am the voice of one shouting in the wilderness, make straight the way for the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Number two, Jesus. The Gospel writer has made it abundantly clear that John is the lesser figure. This naturally leads to the question of the identity of Jesus. In our Gospel reading, made up of two distinct passages, three affirmations are made, the third being something of a surprise and challenge. Already in the prologue, Jesus is identified as the light, an image taken up again especially in chapters 8 and 9 in John's Gospel. The true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. As the Gospel unfolds, Jesus is clearly the Christ, the anticipated fulfilment of human hopes and longings. The word Messiah or Christ turns up some 21 times in this Gospel, more than in any of the other Gospels. But the most intriguing is the third category, the one unknown. John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know. As the Gospel of John unfolds, it is clear that those who think they've understood Jesus or think they know who Jesus is couldn't be more mistaken. In fact, the only one who asks a truly open question about Jesus in the Gospel of John is, perhaps unexpectedly, Pilate. Pilate asks really good questions, and his third question is, where are you from? It is a good reminder that we stand always before the mystery, and the mystery is at one of the same time deeply familiar and always beyond us. I am reminded of the last paragraph of a great book by Albert Schweitzer. At the close of his groundbreaking 
The Quest for the Historical Jesus, Schweitzer wrote, He comes to us as one unknown, without a name, as of old, by the lakeside. He came to those men who knew him not. He speaks to us the same words, Follow thou me. And he sets us to the tasks which he himself has to fulfil in our time. He commands, and to those who obey him, whether they be wise or simple, he will reveal himself in the toils, the conflicts, the sufferings which they shall pass through in his fellowship. And as an ineffable mystery, they shall learn in their own experience who he is. Thank you very much, everybody.